the Anchor Church Podcast. To learn more about Anchor Church, go to www.anchorchurch.life. Today's message we learn we're better together. And so for us to understand this whole idea of tailgate community and roots and football, it's all tied in together. Let's go back to the very, very beginning and look at our roots as Christ followers. If we go back, way, way back to the old school, because I'm an old fool who's so cool, then we're going to go back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, and we're going to read this. It says, and God said, let us, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. If I could underline that, if you have a Bible with you today, or if you're taking notes, or if you're doing anything with a pen and paper today, I would encourage you to underline let us and our image, according to our likeness. Underline that too. And they will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, all the earth, and the creatures that crawl on earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God, and he created them male and female. And what we see in this very first, um, in this very first chapter of Genesis at the beginning of time is that we're better when we're together. He wanted to, God wanted to create humans, and he gave us male and female But the other thing that's important that I made you underline is this, that it says, let us. Us is plural. Let our. Our is plural. Again, our. Likeness is plural. What we see here is the glimpse. We see foreshadowing. We see the beginning of the Trinity. We see God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is referenced right here in the first chapter of Genesis. And so some people say, well, hey, the Old Testament, New Testament, there's not really... Here, this is where you see it. It would if it did, if if God wasn't was talking about a plural, I mean, like a singular, just God the Father. He would have said, "Let let let me make man in my image." But it's saying us. So it's important for us to understand that there is a community already. He's establishing a community. He's establishing a community. My first quote, Alyssa, you can put it up. I, I don't know it off the top of my head. So there it goes. We come from community for community. See, God created us from a community, the Trinity, and he wants us to experience life together. He gave us a husband and wife. He gave us male and female. He gave us Adam and Eve so that we can experience life together. He says it's not good for man to be alone. So, so he, he gave Adam Eve. And so the same thing trickles down to us that, that it's not good for us to be alone. We can't experience life alone. That is, that is not good. It is not good for man, woman, anybody to experience life alone. So we see in the very beginning that God was the Trinity. He said, let us, there's a community of us, there's the Trinity of God. He said, let us make man from our image. So not only are we gonna create this living form that is humans, but we're gonna make it in our image so that it is gonna be like us so that we can have fellowship and community with him and with her. God wants that from us. He wants to have that with us. He wants to have that community with us. He wants to be close to us. And so he created us from community for community. And one of the best ways that we can experience God is is experiencing God with other people. And that can happen where you're sitting right here today in a row. But truth be told, the best way that you can experience God in, in, in other people and learn from other people is when we sit down in circles. Because when we sit down in circles and we're hanging out at a tailgate, you can learn a little bit more about people. 
The only person you're listening to and you're stuck talking to right now is me. And if you talk right now, it's, it, it's, not, really a, it's not really a conversation. It's just kind of like a, an affirmation or a, or a, I disagree, boo. Thankfully, nobody's done that yet. But when we get together and we sit down in a circle, we can have conversation with one another. We can get to learn a little bit more about each other. We can start to connect. And so when we launch anchor groups, one of the biggest things that we celebrate is the fact that we can connect. We're going to connect with one another. And that's so important for us to understand that a community is all about connection. There's going to be three C's today, so if you're writing anything down in your bulletin, the first thing that you should have wrote down is connect, because we're going to connect. We're going to connect together, and that's so important for you to be able to have that connection and be able to be together and learn from each other and be able to have friends and be able to experience life together, because you can't experience life unless you're connecting with somebody. And in this series, when we're tailgating and we're having a good time, it's going to happen. We're going to make that connection, all right? Can I, can I hear from you? Can we get routed? Can, is, it, is it Super Bowl Sunday? Can we, can, we, can we do something? All right, here we go. So we're going to connect. Anybody ever been to a football game before? Raise your, let, me, let me see you. I'm going to block these lights real quick so I can see you. You've been to a, like, been to a stadium and seen a football game like legit. Like don't, it, not LaBelle High School. Like, like you've been to a real football game, all right? Okay, so I've been to a real football game. I've been to a few. Uh, The very first time I ever saw the Denver Broncos, I went and I saw them. It was John Elway's last year. I idolized John Elway as a kid. I loved John Elway. I had like 200 football cards of John Elway. I had posters. I had had everything John Elway that you could think of. I had his rookie card. It was was nuts. I was nuts. And I still am a little bit nuts for John Elway. It's okay. He takes a second seat to uh, to Danil, but that's that's okay. Um, But... I love the Denver Broncos, and so I saw John Elway play in person only one time, and it was their Super Bowl year. They went 14-2. and two. They only lost two games, and can you believe that one of the two games that they lost was the game that I was at? They were playing the Miami Dolphins in Miami, and, uh, and it was a big game. It was a big game, um, but it's okay because they played the Dolphins again in the, in the um, playoffs, and they beat them like 38-3 to three or something ridiculous like that, so it's okay. It's okay, but... I've been to a few Miami Dolphin games too, and I'm a, I, I'm a, I grew up, when you're, when you're a Denver Bronco fan, you can't really watch all the, all the Bronco games in, in South Florida. You get a lot of Miami games. So I became a little bit of a Miami fan as well. So I've had a chance to go to a few Miami games. I've had a chance to go to a few Miami games with my family, and my father-in-law's here, and he's a big Miami Dolphin fan. He was a part of the 70, he was a part, he was a part of the 72 Dolphin team. He was, he was you were selling programs, weren't you, in the stadium that year? So he was, he, he, was, he was a part of the team. He's got the Super Bowl ring. So, um, but he was very much a part of that. And I'll tell you, I've had some of the greatest times going to Miami Dolphin games with my family. And we were at a game, I think it was in Orlando. It was a preseason game here in Orlando just last year. And we were sitting in a section. It was pretty good seats. It was in the corner. And, and there was a guy. I, anybody ever seen, everybody been to a football game and you've seen the wave happen? Have you guys seen that? Like you've been a, been a part of that and you've experienced that? Like it's fun. Like, I went to the University of Florida, and so we went to, I was there when they won the national championships, and so it was fun being there, and, and I used to kind of hate the wave, because like, oh, yeah, whatever, but like, I was in this corner in the Miami Dolphin preseason game, and we were in, it was in Orlando, and uh, there was this guy, he was a diehard Dolphin fan, he stood up, and he was trying to make the wave happen, and I've seen people try to make the wave happen, and it's embarrassing, right? And so, 
Um, but here's an idea. This is community. Think about community now, okay? People getting together and trying to do something, experiencing something, get something together. Here's this guy. He stands up, and he's trying to make this wave happen. At the University of Florida, I remember people failing at this miserably, going, hey, let's do it. Like, there's students in the student section just out their minds, if you know what I mean, and just trying to make this thing happen, and it doesn't work. But here's this guy. He's standing in the corner, and he's, he's around his people, all the Dolphin fans, right? Think about this in the church context as well, okay? And he's standing around them, and he starts to do this. He starts to say, hey, we're going to start the wave now. We're going to start the wave. We're going to start the wave now. We're going to start the wave. We're going to start the wave now. We're going to start the wave now. One, two, three, boom. And he started, he started to do the thing, right? And he had people around him. And what he was doing, he was getting attention. He was bringing people to him. He was getting everybody together for a cause. He was getting everybody together for a purpose. He was getting everybody together to achieve something together. Are, we with, are you with me on this as a church? Are we, are we, are we, are we on the same track? Like there's similarities here? So he was, he was doing this thing, and he was getting people involved, and he was getting people. I'm telling you, it took about three times. We're going to start the wave now. We're going to start the wave. We're going to start the wave now. We're going to start the wave. Ready? One, two, three. Woo! And I'm telling you, by about the third time, he had the whole stadium doing it because he was drawing the attention and getting people to do something for a cause. And it was amazing. I had never seen anything like that. and It was right there in front of me. And so today, here's what I want to do. We're going to do the wave. We're going to do the wave. We're going to do the wave, all right? You guys did great. Here, let's do a round of applause. Come on. Hey, but that's community. That's what it's all about. Like, not just doing the wave, but it's, it's all of us coming together for a purpose and for a cause. And for us as a church, it's Jesus. That's what it's all about. That's why we come here. That's what we get together for. That's what we celebrate, that's what we talk about, that's what we are experiencing. And if you're not experiencing that, man, I, wanna, I want you to experience what Jesus feels like. A relationship with him is nothing like anything that you could ever experience. I can't even put it into words. But when we are all about reaching people for Christ, when we are all about zeroing in on what it is that we're focused on and, uh, and, and working forward and working toward, man, ain't, ain't nothing going to stop the church. And so that's what we're doing. We set up the pipe and drape. For those of you that are part of the crew, we set the lights up. We had complications this morning. We had fun together. We had disagreements together this morning. But I'll tell you what, when we come together, ain't nothing ever going to stop the church. Because Jesus is celebrated here. He is recognized here. And he is going to be made famous here. And when people come in here, this is a place where hope is found. And hope is alive because Jesus is alive in us as a church. And so what I want you to understand today is that when we do our groups, when we get together, as we tailgate and we celebrate, we do things together, that's when we connect. That's when we experience community together. And we're going to celebrate that. Every single Sunday should be a celebration here at Anchor Church. It's something that we, that we say is a part of just who we are to the core. And so that's going to be who we are. That's who we are. And so we celebrate the fact that Jesus is alive. Yeah, Jesus died on the cross, but he's not hanging there anymore. If you, hey, listen, I'm not, I, I, like, you could say this, but I'm not giving you permission. I'm not, you don't tell people that your pastor said to tell you this. But if you see somebody that has a Jesus on the cross necklace, say, hey, he ain't hanging there anymore. He's alive. He's alive. So, I'm, I, that, but I'm for real. Like, there is an empty tomb on the other side of this world right now because Jesus is alive in heaven today, and we celebrate the fact that Jesus is alive every single Sunday. We're going to have a good time. There's a story that I read in the newspaper the other day 
which is, you know, odd for a millennial to say. I think I read it online. I don't really read it in the newspaper. But, but there was this story about this, this pizza delivery um, company. I think it was Domino's. Anybody hear this? Anybody hear this? There's, there's, there's a Domino's somewhere, and, um, and, and they got this pizza order every single day from this guy. And there was like two days, three days, four days, five days in a row. I'm talking like they got a pizza order from this guy 10 years in a row. And all of a sudden, they didn't get that pizza order. I don't remember the guy's name. It would just say John. It's the worst name. Rick. Is there any Ricks in the house? Okay, good. Rick. His name was Rick. And Rick didn't call and order a pizza one day. In three, four, five, ten days in a row, he didn't order a pizza. And so the Domino's people were like, something's up. Rick didn't call in his pizza order today. What's going on? And so they, they tried to track it down. They actually called 911 and said, hey, this guy usually orders a pizza from us, and we're a little concerned because he hasn't ordered a pizza, and it's been a while now. And so the, the police show up at his house, and, and they, they knock on the door, and they could hear something going on inside the house, and they find out that this guy had a seizure or had a, had a stroke or something, and, and he was on the floor, and he, he couldn't do anything. And he could have died there because there was nobody else in his life but he had dominoes. He had that community. And think for a moment that if he didn't have that community, what that would have been like for him. And it's, it's a sad story, but it's, an, it's a happy story. But it's a story that I, I wanted to point out today because that's, that's, that's the role that we can play in people's lives. That we could step in and be the impact. We could be that hey, that hello, that smile, that whatever that people may not experience anywhere else. At Anchor Church, my worst fear is that anybody would be here and they'd be sitting alone. And so if, if you see anybody sitting alone today, maybe you just slide a little over and just say, hey, what's up? But I, when people walk in here today, and any, any Sunday, they should feel so welcome. They should be excited to be here. People should be excited to see them. And we should learn and talk to one another. Because when we connect and we start to do these things, we start to change. That's the second one. We're gonna go through this one quick because it's simple and it's easy, but we change. When we're part of a group and we're part of community together and we're learning and we're experiencing things together and we start to learn a little bit more about what Jesus is doing in somebody else's life and think, man, I'm glad I didn't have to go through that. I can learn from that. Or hey, I know how they are, are, are trudging through something that's very, very difficult right now. That, that, that's helping me right now. Or I know how they experienced something before. But when we experience and understand what people are going through and we see how Jesus worked in their life and how God is doing different things because of, of their experiences and, and how, how God has taught them, we start to change. We, we begin to change. In the context of a small group, in the context of community and doing things together, we change. Sometimes we change for the worst. But in this context of the church, we should change for the better. We should change for the good. We should change for Christ. We should change and have a cause for Christ. And that's what it's all about change so that we can connect change and then cultivate so we could grow and we could do different things and we can cultivate there was another, was there another quote back there Alyssa, for that one yeah here here's what happens the best version of you is found on the other side of community and that happens through change before we move on to cultivate but when you're experiencing community and you're a part of a community and you're working with somebody and you're and you're talking and maybe you're going through a discipleship with somebody, the best version of you is found on the other side of community. 
you'll, you'll, you'll start to experience that. There's a thing that we say at Anchor Church is that we're going to never stop improving. If we're really serious about our relationship with Jesus, we're never going to stop improving. Because every single day, I can learn and, and, and grow. The best version of you is going to be found on the other side of community. When we are part of a community, part of a group together, when we take that step and say, you know what, I'm going to be involved. I'm going to come on, uh, early on a Sunday morning and be a part of Anchor Church setup. I'm going to, I'm going to be a part of a group. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to learn a little bit more about what God has in my life. I'm going to go through next steps. I'm going, to, I'm going to do When we take these little steps and say, you know what, I'm committing to growing in Christ, the best version of you is going to be found on the other side of community when we get together and do different things. And I can, I've experienced that firsthand. I've experienced that firsthand. And so let's move on to cultivate. When we cultivate, what that looks like is simple. It's, it's, it's the idea that we will, will, will start to grow, and, and, and when we learn and we change and we start to plant seeds in other people's lives, we, that will start to develop and start to grow, and it grows abundantly, and it grows, it, it grows, it grows uh, exponentially. And we see that in the early church. We see that in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, uh, verse 41 is where I'll start. I don't think you have that, Alyssa. I'll just start in 41 because that's, that's the, the beginning of this section. But she has it in 42. You can catch up in there. It says, so this is the generous, in my Bible, it says this, a generous and growing church, okay? A growing church that has been cultivated and ready to expand and blow up. It says this in verse 41. So those who accepted his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 were added to them. 3,000 people in the church. Like that. And they, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayers. They got together. They ate together. They prayed together. They experienced life together. They went through things together. They encouraged one another. They challenged one another. They changed. They grew. They connected. They cultivated. And then fear came over everyone and many wonders and signs that were being performed through the prophets. Now all the believers were together and held all things in common. They sold all of their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as anyone had a need. They cared for one another. The whole premise and the whole idea was like, this isn't even mine. God gave this to me. Let's, let's, let's share. Let's share a meal. Let's share this. Let's share what's going on. I've got some hardships. You've got some hardships. Let's figure out what we can do to help each other out. And every day they devoted themselves to the meeting together in the temple complex, not just Sunday, but they got together throughout the week and they experienced and they broke bread from house to house and they ate food with joyful and humble attitude. <clears throat> humble attitude. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And every day the Lord added to them those who were being saved. We are transformed. I don't know. I wrote this note. I wouldn't plan on saying this, but we are transformed from our experiences. That was my own personal note that I wrote in here a while ago. But that's the idea that, that when, we, when we get together and we are, are sharing and breaking bread together, that, that lives are transformed and we experience what Christ has for us and we experience what the true church is all about. And the true church is about caring for one another. It's connecting, it's growing, and it's, it's just, it's changing. It's never stop improving. And it, it doesn't matter. These walls, these curtains, this room, that doesn't matter. We could be sitting outside right now for free in the parking lot. And what matters is all of us. Is this family 
Are you a part of the family? Do you feel welcome to the family? Because if you don't feel welcome to the family, I'm sorry. Because you should. We're doing something wrong as a family. Our crew met a little while ago, and I joked, and I said, hey, listen, Thanksgiving family comes together, and this is usually one of the most awkward meals of the whole year. I don't want this to be Thanksgiving. I want this to be a family reunion every Sunday. We can get together and break bread together throughout the week and and check in on each other and text each other and show love to one another. But Sunday's the reunion. It's the party. We did the electric slide up in here before you got here. And that's what it should be. It should be a, a, a fun place. And we can celebrate God's goodness. We can celebrate his riches. We can celebrate the blessings. And we can walk through the valley of the shadow of death together. In our darkest time, in our darkest hour, we can reach out and experience that connection with one another. It's not about these walls. It's not about this stage, these lights, this microphone. It's not about me. It's about all of us together. This is not my church. It's our church. Don't you say that it's my church. Some people, that's just kind of a tendency to say, hey, your church is doing... Yeah. I don't want you to think that. Anchor Church is your church. It's our church. for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more messages like this one.